we are back. Welcome back to Stories with My Muslim Mom. I am Ali Sultan, and with me as always... My name is I didn't say to go. You started too early. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening again. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but I looked at the our numbers, you know, mm-hmm. and we have the same amount of listeners that we had before we uh, had the two-year gap. Yeah. So yeah, that means we great. have loyal fans. We really appreciate you for listening. Thank yeah, you so thank much you. for being here with us. Um, I asked uh, the audiences today um, uh, what questions they have for us. So a couple of people responded. Zainet, who was a uh, a guest on our podcast, uh, a great guest and a great friend, said, What concerns do you have for your adult children? Do you worry too much? Mom-to-mom question. Smiley face. Mm. Hi, Zinat. Um, uh, my, my adult children, the whole time or during travel? When I was traveling. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, so let's I'm, do both. During travel, what's your concerns? During the trip, before I traveled to Yemen, I was, uh, uh, that's my big concern. I said, how if something bad happened to me? How, if I'm not, uh, I can't come back again or. If you get stuck in Yemen. Stuck or uh, yeah, I, I, I'll get killed or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know. That'd be a very tragic. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or car accident, whatever. Yeah. Mm. I keep thinking. How if? Then I say, Allah, my good. God is here. Uh, God is going to guard me. What I'm going to do? Yeah, it's been eight, seven years. I got to see my, my sibling. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. So those are the the, the concerns you had while travel. Uh, what concerns do you have in general? In general, uh, <clears throat> mom is mom. Anytime. Mom, so, yeah. yeah. I always pray for, for all of you to be healthy, to be successful, to be happy, to be... Uh, Especially you pray, being you healthy. Pray, you pray five times a day, right? Yeah. Do you make prayers for me every prayer? Or every do you prayer. Skip one? Every for every each prayer? of you. Every, every prayer. prayer. Every prayer. You, every prayer. You pray for every us. single prayer. No yeah. way. Of course. I want to see some proof. Wallahi. Do you have some audio and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that prayers. every time. What did yeah. you pray for me today? What do you say? Today I did it yet. Ah, there it is. But it's still, still. I felt it. I felt it. I've been having trouble. Oh, let's look at this. Because there is one left anyway. There is one left to go. Mm. Okay, so that's a good question. Thank you, Zana, for writing that in. Mm. Laurie had a question. What was the hardest part to leave behind to come to America? And again, we can answer that both, both ways. It could be about your last trip or it could be about your first time moving or immigrating here. Uh, here she may also said something nice. She said, we are so glad you are here. The, the strength it takes to go somewhere completely foreign is unimaginable to me. Hugs to you both. Question number two. She also is curious about how animals fit in Yemen culture. Okay, let's a- answer that first one. Repeat the first one. <clears throat> the first one was, um, what was the hardest part to leave behind to come to America? Let's say first time came, coming to America. To America, huh? The hardest, uh, the very, very extremely hard mm-hmm. part is leaving, be, lifting behind uh, your kids, your family, mom, uh, dad, and you know, yeah, my mom, mom was passed already, passed, passed away. away. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But you left me and my sister and, and mm-hmm. your dad. It was in the village. Yeah. That's the hardest that part. Hard. I'm sure that was very hard. Yeah. Uh, and um, do you want to continue with that? <clears throat> yeah, you know, you don't, I was thinking it's, gonna t- it's not going to take that long separating from my kids. But How long so did you long. think the process is going to take? A year. That's what you told me, by the way. Yeah. In the cab when I when you when you when I dropped you off to the airport in yeah. Ethiopia. Yeah. I said how long I was crying. I said how long it was gonna take. You said, oh, baby. said one year. So you actually believed that. So it wasn't a yeah, lie. Yeah. Well that makes yeah. me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a lie. <laughs> I thought you knew it was gonna take no. four years. One year to get approved. That's so. crazy. Mm. It took a long time. It took four years. Mm. Um Question number two. That's a very interesting question. Wait, do I skipping? Okay, the, 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 is it she or he? She, it's uh, she. going to place mm. that is totally strange. Mm. She was talking about that. Coming to America is both. Uh, it wasn't my first visit. It was like my third visit. Uh-huh, you I kind of mm. have an idea. And it's uh, and it's it's exciting too, you know, mm-hmm. to course. go someplace new, to start new, you know, new new challenge. No, you're, no, it's no not kids, no was headaches. young at that time. Yeah, no, <laughs> not that. But you, you know, you you feel like you have more opportunities, uh-huh. more things to more things to learn. And of course, you never it's a land that. of opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah, education, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. So, it was both. Great answer. Great answer. Um, you. you went to Maryland when you came here, right? When I first came? No. Do, do you remember what your feelings were when you saw your first suburbs in America? Did that disappoint you at all? Where? When you saw the suburbs for the first time. Um, uh, when I saw the, I mean, I saw that the first time, I wasn't expecting to be like this. I was expecting big city. Where is America? <laughs> Right, I have a yeah. joke about that. Yeah. Have you ever heard my joke about yeah. it? Yeah. I was like, it's like I said, uh, you know, when you, um, you know, when you like a foreigner, all you learn about America from movies, you see New York City, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, uh, L.A. You don't see like Coral okay. Rapids uh, yeah. and Blaine. You don't see like the suburbs. Yeah, we all think yeah. that the whole America <clears throat> is just like that. America is New York overseas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Part two of that question, how do animals fit in in our cultures? Uh, you know, Laurie, I hate to break this to you. Not well. Not so well. <laughs> Here's the funny part is like we actually were recording this podcast for like about 11, 12 minutes. And then we realized I didn't press record. So we actually touched a little bit on the animal stuff. And, and mom talked about how her sister got a puppy once. And yeah, they couldn't even She got us as a present. Somebody gave to her. Passed it to her. Yeah. Someone who was traveling. Uh... Yeah. And you guys couldn't keep it. Yeah, because in Yemen, you, you would have to keep the dogs in the yard. You can't leave, like have them in, indoors for some reason. So um, most cat, most uh, most pets indoors are cats, but there's a lot of stray dogs and a lot of stray cats out there. Uh, and some of us will befriend these stray. Like I, there's a dog named Jackie uh, in our neighborhood mm. in Sanaa, <clears throat> and he was our friend. I know he's my my friend. I used to give him like leftover food. I used to hang out with him. I was told not to touch dogs. I for didn't some know all that, you know. You didn't know about Jackie? Really? Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't remember. 
right? Do I? You weren't outside with me hanging yeah. out. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kids you just you yes. would have hated the streets yeah. with Ali. Yeah. yeah. Kids, kids and Jackie and the funny they parts, play freely they told, no supervision <laughs> they, they, yeah, they told us yeah I was raised free range mm. um, they told us that um, that the dog like like everybody else yeah, yeah. free range organic 100% yeah. uh, uh, um, the, that the dog everybody like told me the dog is American mm. actually they told me the father was American he's like his dad was name is Jack <laughs> and Jack was from America I was like what stray dog what dog in the world goes I'm gonna leave the United States of America where I have health insurance and go to Yemen and struggle because it's, it's not easy being a stray um, animal in Yemen it's yeah like some people are assholes some people are kind But a lot of times what kind of makes me feel bad about these stray animals is they form packs, especially dogs. Yeah. I remember like being chased by a pack of 20 dogs at night once. Mm. It's scary to be on the <laughs> other end, but I was proud of them, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, good job, guys. Wait yeah. Till the, the dogs unite more than the people in Yemen. <laughs> you know, first time uh, when uh, the first... Uh, Amira's first visit to Yemen. To Yemen, yeah. She started counting the cats. Outside? Yeah, outside. One, two, three. Till get in Yemen or Ethiopia? In Yemen. She kept counting the dog and the cat. Amira is our audience today. Hi, say hi, Amira. Do you remember that cat that we bought, tuna and feed him? Oh my God, I thought you said boiled for a second. No, no. Remember? You bought tuna for a cat? Tuna and feed them. Oh, that's cute. I love Apartment. Uh, we don't know. It's a strange place, you know. It's not our neighborhood. Uh, the first time he she visited Yemen, she started counting. When she reached 100, she stopped. <laughs> the same thing for, for a dog. <laughs> for stress. Yeah, yeah she, so she gave animals, up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of times, some, some of these animals will have like rabies and whatnot. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Uh, You know, my aunt, Samira, aside from the puppy incident, she did have a German Shepherd. My first time seeing a German Shepherd, which is not a dog you'd often see. Most of these animals become feral and stuff like that. They can all look like alike. Mm-hmm. But she had a German Shepherd. And I remember when we go into the yard, he would run so fast. <laughs> Now that I know dogs, I understand he was just excited to see us. But uh, I thought he, like, Yeah, we kind of scared. scared because we're really not used, used to it. Good dog. Um, another question. Is there a childhood story about young Ali? That's me. Not Amira. Me. Ali. Mm. I want to be specific. Don't say anything about Amira. <laughs> uh, is there a childhood story about young Ali which made you realize, wow, wow, this kid is going to be something special? Good question, guys. <laughs> Thank you for this question. What a great question. Uh-huh. More questions like that. <laughs> enough, the, enough questions about my mom. Okay. Every, everybody knows, uh, you know, friends. Uh, Obviously, we state, we state the obvious. Obviously, special. You know what I mean? Uh. There's no doubt there. <laughs> special, I'm of course. special. Everybody knows. <laughs> what, what, what's the, what was there evidence early on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got, uh, you know, people, they comment always see that you are special. And you are you are very known, very famous in, in the neighborhood. And since my, you are I'm a very little boy. Everybody knows me. Yeah. Everybody knows I Ali. I outside a lot. Yeah, it's easy to, you know, if you want to get to our house for the first time, hmm. just to mention Ali's name and then. 
You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this recently. Yeah. I have a pattern that I repeat in my life. Mm. I have a pattern where I'm very social mm-hmm. and extroverted. Mm-hmm. Like when I in my first years, you know, mm-hmm. everybody I knew, everybody I talked to, everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have, a, and then I become really like reserved, mm-hmm. kind of like um, so. What I'm looking for, introverted. Mm-hmm. That was Ethiopia. I kept to myself, mm-hmm. right? Then, or whatever, like here or whatever. And then in college, I was extroverted. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I was introverted. Mm. And now I'm on an extroverted, um, uh, like, um, phase. Okay. So talk to me while you can. Okay. (laughs) Get it in while it's it's out there. Uh. Because I'm about to go inside real soon. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, I I was very social as a kid. Yeah. I was surprised when uh, when I uh, went to your school to get you, to pick you up. And this is like second grade? Yeah, oh, first, first grade. grade. Okay. I, do, you know, do you know my face from... Mm, saw me one, maybe once or something. They drop you off. And when I stand on, uh, in, on, by the door of the, uh, you know, the fence... Uh-huh. Every, Everybody every, starts to calling me, you. Let me, let me tell you something. Every mm-hmm. school in Yemen is built kind of like similar. There's a big gate with a blue door, and behind that gate is the security guard. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. You open that door, and then there's like buildings and whatnot, and those are where the classes are. Go ahead. So the security guard knows you, mm-hmm. Ali, and the, the, oh, the, the whole school knows Ali. The teachers, the, uh, the housekeeper, everybody. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. Oh my God, what? But there's a difference between they know me or like that kid is annoying. Everybody knows this kid. <laughs> I think it's both. <laughs> they love you. I think they, 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 they yeah, they, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a kind of annoying too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, both. That's but, why, uh, first grade, I remember like they said I was in my report card, they said uh, I was mischievous. Uh, yeah, but it's not. They always say for the active, you are because you're active. Uh, that tells me you are special. That I was active? That I have ADHD? Of course. <laughs> I, I don't have ADHD. No, no, no. It's not ADHD. ADHD. It's not. But they, this, that's how we. Uh, they don't know about ADHD back home. It's not ADHD, but mm. you, not, you know, you don't have to be there and just, you know, do this, you're going to do this and do that. And quite, it's, you're not quiet. I'm not quiet. No. And which is good, Danny. Yeah. When kids are you, quiet, that's not. That's, it's going to be scary to be the parent and then, the, yeah, your kid doesn't say anything. Yeah. Because your kid doesn't blink. You're like, oh, my, I hope he doesn't shoot up the school. Means yeah, he's afraid or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or he's plotting. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in America, he's plotted. <laughs> Wait, once, once he ran away from school, he didn't did? tell me. You. I did? What? Yeah. I don't remember. Skip from home. <laughs> I skipped second grade entirely, I think. All of it. I went there. He made up the homework. Times. That was fourth grade, yeah. Hmm. I skipped for Friday. Fake the homework and stuff. I ran away for three days. So, so far, you've made the case that I'm, uh, I was a mischievous kid. <laughs> I shouldn't have That's okay. Did you think I was funny as a kid? Yeah, Mr. Bean. What is Mr. Bean? You act like Mr. Bean. I made an impression of Mr. Bean. Yeah. Isn't that crazy about globalism? Like, I was a Yemeni kid in the 90s making Mr. Bean impressions. 
And uh, you know that um, which me used to get make my uncle laugh a lot. Khaled. Yeah, he still remembers. Who I thought was the funniest guy, so I kind of obviously he was like the father figure, you know. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason I do comedy is because I made him laugh with mm-hmm. Mr. Bean impressions, mm-hmm. which I do. That's how I close my act now. <laughs> no one knows what Mr. Bean is, <laughs> but I do it anyways. I go, "This is for my uncle Khaled," and I do five minutes of Mr. Bean impressions. Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. That's enough compliments. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So you thought I was special early on. Just to be, yeah. Just to be on this on record. For sure. Because with Amira, we didn't see it, right? We tried. We tried really hard to see <laughs> if she has anything special, but it was just no one knew who she was. <laughs> she did zero impressions, right? Mm-hmm. Huh? She did good in school, but no, you know, no one said she's mischievous. So obviously, regular mm-hmm. person. Um, yeah, I know I'm joking, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back to what we were talking about last time. So we were talking about you just arrived to Yemen, and then you had to take a bus from Aden, the port city, um, because that's the only functioning airport that's near Sanaa. Uh, there's other airports, but like that, you can't go straight to the capital anymore. So you went to Aden, and then you had to take a bus to Sanaa, which mm. was about how many hours? Twelve hours. Twelve hours. Which that, by the way, that trip used to take four to five hours mm-hmm. before the war. Mm-hmm. There's checkpoints, and there's a sa'ila, which I'm trying to like. I don't think there's a thing like that in America because no one would allow people to drive. On a basically a sail is like a waterway. It's a riverway. It's like where the river would go if there's a flood. So in Yemen, it's normal for us to drive on these things. But then you run the risk if it rains, you know, below and, and you're below the mountain on this waterway. You know, like the water is gonna flood and the water is gonna bring rocks down with it, right? Yeah. That can like. And there is no way, you know, there is no even... There's no way for you to survive. Yeah, it's a person. If it rains, you're done. So you were really scared about that part. Because you yeah. spent how many hours on that part? We, uh, I didn't do some hours, like two and Fisala. a half hour maximum. No, no, Fisala. Yeah, Fisala, two and a half hour. Two and a half hours. When I return, it's different. On the return part... It's double time. Double, know? four hours. Like four hours. Yeah. Okay, let's go for the first time. So two and a half hours. What are you thinking in that two and a half hours? Are you feeling safe uh, at all? No, I was waiting for... I, well, <laughs> you waited for the rain? Uh, no, it was, you know... Anytime you saw uh, a cloud, we were planning, anytime you saw a cloud you're hold like, on it's a second. over. <laughs> I like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. at the airport. We took off like uh, five o'clock. PM. It's already late. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Oh. It's dark. I keep regretting why why, I, why I'm traveling at night. And it's dark. You and can't see anything. Yeah, but it turned to be good anyway. It's mm. better. It's better. Not to see. <laughs> it's better yeah. not to see. <laughs> <laughs> better not to see. It's a lot, a lot scary better. to look at. Yeah. What are you looking at? What's there? Everything. I mean, the road is not blessing at all. The, terrible. The, the road is not paved. Mm. It's just you're driving literally on gravel and rock. Mm-hmm. It's not a good road. Yeah. And then... And you uh, said, did you say that you saw a broken a car that was broken down on the way there? Oh, yeah. A bus? 
there was like at least two. Wow. Bus and uh, those passengers was were sitting around and just waiting for that that car to be fixed. Wow. Uh, that's uh, scary because there's no triple A in Yemen. Yeah, the bus will stop at the beginning right? of the who's, before. Who's, inter- who do you call in Yemen when you car? <laughs> there's no car insurance. No. There's no triple A. You you gotta be a bus driver. To be a bus driver, you have to be a mechanic first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they have to. Scary. Uh, so scary. Go ahead. I don't think they they can't fix every everything. They they have to make sure they have a good car before they go there. But yeah, not everybody just, has that. Yeah, no one. Has. You know, they they are a big. Uh, risk taker in Yemen. Yeah. Um, and I know that there is no um, um, n- uh, accurate news that it's going to yeah, rain or not. The, the weather channel is not popping in Yemen. Yeah. You can't look at your iPhone and be like, the weather says no rain. You don't know. You find out the weather, but some guy is like, doing drugs and he's like I think it's gonna rain today <laughs> yeah they, they have source of communication and yeah. people they tell them they're in, but, it's but who, not... who does the weather in Yemen right now who does the weather channel is there like scientists and weather people I, I don't know right I'm it's risky sure. right because in Yemen at least in Amer- like look think about it this way think about how many times you looked at the weather channel or you looked at the phone app and you said tomorrow 70% of rain or 100% of snow or whatever it is. And then the next day came and there was no snow and then there was no rain. Right? And think about the times I said, oh, clear day and it actually rains. Like even in like high-tech societies. Yeah. And in places like in America, we get the weather wrong a lot. So in Yemen, you're driving through this waterway with not the technology of, of, of <laughs> having no clue. No, what's weather, no, clue <laughs> no weather app. And you don't even have that part that's not always accurate. So it's really scary. You're going, there's a chance that I, I will get flooded and die here. Yeah. So what are your thoughts right now? Yeah. What are you, you, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Scared for your life? Yeah. You're taking a risk anyway. It could happen. I mean. No. Do you regret coming at this point? No. No, you think it's the risk is worth the reward. It's worth it. I'm glad I did it. And I don't have to think about it. No, no, it I'm for... talking about that moment in the bus. Do you think this is a good decision? I didn't regret, but... No, I was scared. And scared. Just you... waiting for this trip to finish, you know? And yeah. Good to go to How the regular... How do you calm yourself down? Um, Allah. You just pray. Have, you pray. And what are you thinking about? In these moments, you thinking about any people in particular? No, I think of my kids, <laughs> okay. you guys here, because and the the other side too, waiting for me. Mm-hmm. What if? Uh, what if something happens? Yeah, but you know, you just you listen to the music. There's a the music going on, and talk and the to boss? the people. Yeah, <clears throat> you, it, yeah, yeah, you. You is try there, not to think about anybody it. Anybody in the bus also afraid? Do they look scared? What's the vibe of the bus? Who are you with? I don't think they are afraid. They are, but somehow. But yeah. the, I, I know the one who was beside me. I don't know the, the, for the rest of the people. They, yeah. they seem normal. 
they seem like they've done this before. Yeah, they're not aware. I think I don't think they're aware. Okay, question aware number two. The, yeah. Do you have any fear from like checkpoints or like of you know, course there's a little bit of ISIS, a little yes. bit of Al Qaeda. There's like yeah. terrorism going on. Yeah. Do you, are you scared of any of that? Is there, did you go through every the time checkpoint? we get we get close to the uh, checkpoint? checkpoint? Yeah, I will I will be scared then uh, until they many, say okay. How many checkpoints are there? A lot. When you I mean, uh, in, in Aden, yeah. yeah, like one, two, three, four, I think five, maybe. But they five don't. Uh, Aden to yeah, to Sanaa. Mm-hmm. They just talk to the driver. They don't talk to you guys. <coughs> yes. So that's good because you don't even have an American, a Yemeni uh, car yeah. or thing because yeah. you don't want necessarily want to show your American passport. Yes. And then way back, was it the same experience? I'll tell you later. Yeah, okay, of course, so no, that's different, totally different. Totally different. Okay, mm. so we'll talk about the way back later. So now you went through this two and a half hours, and then what's the rest of the way like? Mountains. You going through the mountains? So up, up hill? Up the hill and down and up, all the way. By, by, uh, for like it's not like paved. Four hours or maybe more. It's not more. paved. You can like, look, does it look scary? Can you see over? But it was dark. The good, good thing. thing was dark. Yeah. That's, you know, that's why I would never go to Yemen. As I am, I don't, I have a fear of heights. I can't do the mountains. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't afraid of fight anyway. <laughs> You're not afraid of heights. Not as you do. No. I, I, I don't think if, all I, all my attention was in that road. The river road? Yeah, that's the, that's, that's it. See, I'm the opposite. I would not be scared of that road, but I'd be scared of the mountains. Oh. Yeah. yeah well, uh, you can't avoid my mountains in Yemen. Yeah. It's all about it's all my all, Yeah, I've been traveling a lot, you know, that's when, I was, you, when, when, I, when I, I was you in, in Yemen. Yemen. Anytime like Eid comes, a mm. holiday, and mm. they, everybody wants to go to Aden, I'd say no because I don't want to go through the mountains. <laughs> and that was when it was easier. Mm. Yeah. So, there is another way to uh, be, uh, to travel to from Aden to Yemen, but uh, without going through the uh, riverway. But that's but where the terrorists are. Yeah, yeah, I know that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the worst way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now you go through the, the mountains. Um, it takes twelve hours. You left at five p.m. So you basically get there next day morning, right? So you get there. Wh- who picks you up? And who do you see first from your family? I, I get there right, like around 6, 7, 6 a.m. Yeah. And we were in touch during my trip. And the, uh, you phone, know, your phone after, is not functional. How, who are you communicating with and how? Uh, you know, uh, the people from uh, related to uh, Ali's wife, Khaled as well. Okay, your, your um, um, sister-in-law's family. Yeah. Let you use their phone. Isn't mm. this crazy? Until she they fall asleep, Yanni. Yeah. Functioning phone. She just showed up. Okay. Mm. So. And then the next day, I call uh, my sister Munira. She never answered. What? But, but it was early, 6 a.m. Maybe she was asleep. Yeah. Anyway, she um, finally she came. What was your feeling when she didn't answer you? Were you scared? I'm tired. I'm not scared she's going to be there anyway, but I'm just tired. I, I was, uh, I want to sleep. I want to go to sleep. I didn't sleep uh, the whole time. I mean, yeah. maybe the half an hour here, half an hour there, maybe one yeah. hour sleep. So I just want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, she, and you were flying the day before. and Yeah. Yeah. So she came. She didn't take that long. She, she called and came. 
she hugged me and started crying. I, yeah. We both cry and go home. We <laughs> both cried? Uh, <clears throat> you felt good seeing her? Yeah. Then I got home. I went to sleep. Seven a.m. Is who's in the house? That you know? Uh, is it just her? Just her. Okay. Uh, I went to sleep. Later on. Then later on, um, Suhaila came and everybody came. You, you wake up what time? Like uh, around one o'clock, one p.m. Okay, and then that's when you were receiving. One p.m. We went to. She took me to grocery store and then, then to <laughs> to uh, a shiba. <clears throat> she took you to a restaurant. Yeah, and uh, I was so tired. Still, my body was so tired. Mm-hmm. So, Amira, I said, "Hey, Munira, why you bring me here? Why, why, why are we running errands? I just can't. Yeah, I just risked my life to come from America <laughs> to here, and the first thing you do is you take me to the aisle seven to buy <laughs> some uh, bread. Anyway, okay. we got home. I went sleep again. Uh-huh. And then when I wake up, there was full. Uh, there yeah, was everybody was there. This is like nighttime or, Maghrib. like like four, like four four o'clock. Mm-hmm. See how long is the the day in there? Yeah, yeah, long. So basically, you wake up again. Now, you, now it's your brother, Khaled. Said Khaled. Khaled Said. His uh, Catherine, the wives, and uh, their kids. Their kids, Suhaila, Suhaila came first. Suhaila is uh, your... Um, my favorite, uh, Suhaila. <laughs> that's many years, uh, your sister's daughter. Hmm. Uh, niece, yes, that's what they call it niece. in America. Niece. Thanks, Amira. <laughs> this is why you're here. I was going to say my niece, I blank. know the opposite. <laughs> What's the opposite of a niece? A nephew. Mm, nephew. Do you have any yeah. Anyway, and... Um, uh, Khaled's extended family. Okay, like, so uh, now tell me your feelings. So you see your, your it whole was family. The best so wait, day so ever. You wake up and they're all there. All there. That's yeah. nice. You, you walk in and everybody's there. Yes. Are they saying what are they saying to you? They they, they say hey, yes, like, celebrate, you. celebrate me and uh, I uh, I meet uh, Khaled's wife, my uh, sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. For the first time, and her sister and her mom were very nice people. And mm-hmm. uh, see, seeing my brother and uh, seeing Suhaila with her kid. She has your my niece, niece has a kid now. Yeah. yeah. The best feeling ever. That's what you always wanted. You just want to be around your family. Yeah. And then there was Shisha and Khat and everybody. You know that. The, uh, the fa- something familiar. Well, uh, that I, I, I have to explain to the folks. Yeah. Shisha. So a lot Cook. of people think Shisha is uh, hashish. <laughs> no, my mom is not doing hashish. Uh, shisha is like basically hookah. Khat is, uh, you know, a leaf that people chew. It's like tobacco. Go not ahead. me. <laughs> no, mom. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I, I like it when it's there. Hmm? The family. Yeah, I mean, you know, the ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feeling family, the, fa- the gathering, the... Gathering, uh, drinking tea. Yeah, the family. Did they, were they, did they, uh, were they audibly excited or were they quiet? Like, what were their reactions like? Because sometimes, so, like, Yemen can take a toll on people and then they, you see them They were years. so excited. Really? Yeah. So excited, yeah. Hmm. They were, everybody was happy. They, I can see the happiness on their face. 
That's Each so nice. one of them. That's so good. Yeah. They everybody is like, wow. And when did that start wear off and you realize, oh, no. No, everybody, I'm no, 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 never <laughs> off. Never, ever. They keep saying, no, you, you, they always get surprised when I get to go. Really? Why? Why you didn't tell me? I just told you. You didn't I tell get, them that you're coming? I did, but I, myself, I get surprised when I get closed. Yeah. I extended for a week and then I say, oh, my God, it's already a week. Two weeks? No, it's already be, uh, two weeks passed by. And you haven't? Yeah. Oh, you had no... Oh, have I set. have to travel this day. Yeah, oh, my God. You didn't have a set time. Uh, yeah, I extended date? twice. You extended your stay there. Mm, okay. Twice. And the whole time you were having a good time with your family. Of course. Least. Okay, so that's your reaction with your family. You see them, you're happy, you meet in like new nieces, you meet in your nieces' yeah. daughter, you meet Dance, your, your brother's uh, wife and mm. all this stuff. You're around a lot of family, you're having a good time. Do you experience Yemen itself? Are you outside? What's your reaction when you see Yemen? Does it look like the same to you, Sana'a? Does it look the same? Does it look worse? What is it out like outside your family bubble? It doesn't look like the same. It looks crowded. It looks weird. Populated, looks overpopulated. Overpopulated. Lots of building. It's getting large, larger than before. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as I as bad as I was expected. Because uh, I know there is no salary. There is no income. There is no yeah. No electricity, no uh, water service, uh-huh. nothing. Yeah. You, as Yemeni, you don't get any service from your government. At all. Nothing. nothing. But you have to go to job you, every day. You better pay your taxes, though. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's a funny part. <laughs> Yemen, hey, we, you'll pay taxes, but we're not going to give you anything. At least yeah. here, you know, there's roads, you know, your taxes go to like building stuff or whatever, Medicare or whatever. In Yemen, nope, they just take the money. So there is no salary. You have mm-hmm. to pay for your own transportation. Yeah. Got to be punctual. You have to be on time. You're not gonna leave the work until you know, the official time is done. Before right. you know how was it? Yeah. So wait, wait. So I'm not grasping what you're saying. So you're saying there's salary-based jobs or no salary? There is no salary, but you still have to go to job. You have to. Wait. So you have to work and you're not getting paid. Yep. What? How See? does it make sense? Yeah. Doesn't make sense at all. But uh, people so are people doing, go to work and not get paid. They go to work because they they afraid they're gonna kick them out if they don't. If they don't go to work, they get fired, and then because there's they're hoping that one day they'll get paid again. As, uh, they're not gonna pay uh, back, but they don't want to lose their position. I don't know why. But I don't understand. <laughs> so people, I don't understand wait, either. People going to work and they're not getting paid. No, they but have they, to pay for their own transportation. They go. Actually, they lose money they, to go to they job. They lose money, and actually. they don't get paid. Nope. Give me an example of a job. Like uh, teachers. Teachers. A lot. A lot. All. Uh, everybody except some. Because also the government-based jobs. Yes. They're government. not paying their people. Yeah, of course. My aunt. Private. My aunt works for a government. Monero. But that's she uh, yeah. Paid. She get paid because because they made money. They make money that uh, the, company. the company make money. Like uh, so if, if the company I'm making money, they get paid. Together. So these people because it's really hard to get jobs in Yemen. So their their logic is like I have to keep this job because when money starts coming around, I'm gonna need this job. Is that the and I like worked so hard to get to this position or seniority and stuff like that. Uh, if if I was there, I don't do that. 
Yeah, I wouldn't do. I would. I wouldn't. Why should I keep a position that's not yeah. gonna pay me any I anything? Jo- and I used to go to jobs where I got paid, and I don't even like want to go show up for us. Kind yeah, of not getting paid. I don't know why they are scared to. I'll tell you this: if you're a teacher and huh? you go to school, and you don't get paid. You get you get to hit the kids. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Right? That's what happened. You you've you've. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have one uh, uh, they're uh, not teaching at all yeah you can just beat up these kids again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding but it's very common they, all the teachers teach the, uh, at private yeah. school oh yeah so so they can make money they, they yeah they're being forced to go to school to government school but they're not teaching even the you know the uh, uh the professors in, in university, yeah, yeah, they, they don't, don't they don't get paid. Okay, so you said it's not as bad as I thought it would be. That sounds really bad. Yeah, but you know, on the other side, people they celebrate, they uh, they celebrate waiting for days, and they chuck cel- out every day. So the thing about Yemen is, like Yemeni people, no matter what's going on, they'll carry on. That's the, like the, they're very resilient people. So like, no matter what's happening in the country. They'll pretend like nothing is happening. Like people still have hella weddings, right? People get married a lot. People still do their hookah and do. Th- people are just going by. Mm. They don't have electricity. They figured out solar panels. No, no, there is uh, solar panel. Right? Yeah. So Yemen is the cleanest uh, energy in the world <laughs> right now. Not by choice. We had no choice, but we are number one clean energy <laughs> because everybody has solar panels. Uh, and people just kind of go through, you know, they just continue to... Even live. water supply, they don't have, they have There's to no buy. Water. You have to buy yeah. water? Mm. I heard like some lines, the people like, like the free water is like long line. It's like really bad. So what part is it? That's not as bad. In the village. What's not as bad as the attitude of the people is what you're saying. The the, the daily life, I mean, they, their, their daily life. And Sana'a specifically. In Sana'a. In yeah. Sana'a. Yeah, not everywhere. Not everywhere. There are places that's, in Yemen where people are just dying of hunger. That's true. So please, if you can donate, donate. Um, there's a um, there's a, 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 a nonprofit called um, Pure uh, Hand. Pure Hands. You know Pure Hands? Mm. That one is a good one. My friend's dad, who just passed away, I think was either like the CEO or the creator oh. of it, Ahmed. Oh. You've seen him on a FaceTime once. Mm. Yeah. So Pure Hand, if you want to donate to to that, to Yemen, that's no, a really good place to do it. So what so, is the most surprising wait, thing you wait, see? Wait, let's stay here a little bit. Go ahead. So um, you, you see a lot of people asking money everywhere. You see people? Everywhere stop. You see Even shahati the, meaning like the homeless people? Homeless, yeah. They mm-hmm. ask for money. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot of them. Before you see uh, young kids mm-hmm. or uh, elder people. Now we see young lady. Oh, man. A lot. Yeah. And carrying their babies. Not carrying their babies. Again, not yes. as bad as you thought it would be. I mean, I, I was expecting <laughs> more uh, more than that. What did you expect exactly? I mean... Uh, <laughs> what do you expect, man? The, the city the, the, would be damaged, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, mom... Well, they fix it. The bad, uh, you know, like, you know, you, you're saying visually it doesn't look bad, right? The vi- yeah, visually. But I'm sure yeah. internally, behind the scene, behind, you know, like, it's pretty bad. And you, I, see, I saw people eating from the garbage, too. The garbage? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny, people in America do that. Hmm. You know that? Really? There's a, what do they call them? 
Amira, do you know them? Uh, the dumpster divers. Huh. Dumpster and people. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? In Yemen, they do that hmm. because they have to. In America, hipsters, they'll go to like, um, you know, like a Whole Foods dumpster and like, you know. Why? Why? Because uh, I don't know if it's environmental or something like that, but they, they can get like, you know, salmon stuff like that. <laughs> Uh-huh. One time I was on a date and the person told me, um, sorry, I have to go. I got to go dumpster diving. And I said, oh, so you'd rather go to the trash instead of talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel terrible. <laughs> so you'd rather be covered in, in lettuce <laughs> than uh, continue this date? Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, people eat them from trash. And what else is going on? Let me see. So they uh, are they fishing for cans? Are we talking about the dumpster diving? Yeah, I've never done it, but I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out. For you. <laughs> I have no idea. But you know, you think about like maybe they throw I don't know something that's mm. in, in the, still wrapped or whatever. Okay, trying to save money or what do they have to do it? I think I think uh, trying to save, money. save money and also some people think it's like environmental thing to do. Oh, it's like you're not, okay. let's not waste resources. Mm-hmm. So maybe what you saw in Yemen was Yemeni hipsters. <laughs> I'm a glass half full guy. Okay? I think what you saw is very progressive Yemenis who they thought to themselves, why mm. waste this natural resources? Mm. Let's uh, hop on these dumpsters. <laughs> okay. mm. a, you know what I'm impressed by? The, mm. the fact that there's dumpsters in Yemen. I mean, we used to throw shit like everywhere. You um, can see and, it here and there too. Yeah. You know, it's still there. So that's so Yemen looks different. It's and big, then, it's bigger, okay. more people. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there is something good. The fruit and the vegetable. The food and the vegetables are good. The fr- the the fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Fruits. <clears throat> it's affordable for uh, for the local cheap, people. Cheap, you yeah. know, it's not for everybody, but it's not that that expensive. Okay, it's affordable. Um, seasonal uh, fruit, of course, like grapes. Um, in we have a lot of grapes. Roman grapes. Roman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Good. the food was great. Mm-hmm. The food was great. Your family is great. Yemen itself, Salah itself, is like dense, overpopulated. Mm-hmm. Is there? What does the people look like? Uh, do they look like they have hope? Are they depressed? Look, people. They immigrate. What do you call it? <clears throat> Inside immigrant or whatever, whatever okay. you call it. Okay, people come from Odeida, uh, so, yeah, escaping the from that's the uh, war. Is because um, it's somewhat safe in comparison to yeah. other places in Yemen. So people from other cities in Yemen are immigrating to Sana'a. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Odeida ties. No, I visit some uh, houses for those people. It's so sad. I mean, those, they used to live in their own house, comfortable house. A nice life, nice, you know. Now they uh, they only have basic thing, basic, mm-hmm. very basic. Yeah, people lost a lot of money. Mm. So, do you think the people had hope still, or are they just surviving? The people that you saw, your family. I think they don't have time to think about. They have to to figure out the daily life, uh, what they gonna you know, do. Uh-huh. I watch a show, one of my favorite shows called Alone. Uh-huh. Alone is um uh-huh. is um it's a survivor show. So what they do is they take ten people and they put them in like let's say 
uh, in the, like the woods and uh, uh, in the woods, you know, and they put them in like in the middle of nowhere where there's like pumas, cougars, mm. bears, mm-hmm. and there's winter and it'd be like in the Canada jungles or whatever, right? Mm. Or a forest or That's whatever, crazy. right? Mm. So they have to build their own shed mm-hmm. or they build their own housing, um, a shelter. Mm. Um, they get to bring 10 items. So mm-hmm. they have to like catch their own food, fish or whatever. Wow. So what I learned from that show is when these people are hungry mm. and they have to catch food, mm. their whole day is is surviving. Mm. Their whole day is like, how do I get food in my body? I haven't had food in three days. But when they get food, let's say they get two food, fish and they're comfortable, mm. that's it's, when their mind eats them apart. Thinking, that's when oh. they go, I've met my needs, my immediate needs, which is I have food, I have water, but now I can contemplate my situation. And then when they contemplate their situation, they start going, oh, I'm so lonely. I miss my family. I miss my mom. I miss da-da-da-da. That's when they, most people d- don't leave the show because they were hungry. They leave because they were full and they had to think about oh. how lonely they were and stuff like that. So yeah. that's probably what you're saying in Yemen. Yeah, people most are people so, are in survival mode. They're so you know yeah, fixated and surviving. They mm. don't have... It's a, it's a, it's a, almost like a first world luxury to contemplate your existence. Mm. It's a luxury that we have in America where we have time in a day to be like, how do I feel? Mm. You know what I mean? How is my how is the country doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the weather channel like to you know, like we have the, 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 the luxury to think about these things, but when you like a, a do or die situation, it's go, 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 go. Yeah. That's and then, true. And then the day that they stop going and they have like a week of relaxation, right. they're gonna realize how tired they are. Yeah, you can imagine that there's no no salary, no no service. How are they gonna figure out the daily life? Mm-hmm. What they're going to eat, what they're going to feed their kids. <coughs> That's all they think about. Survival mode. Yeah. So, um, so I feel like we we have more to cover about Yemen. Do you want to talk more about Yemen or do you want to say something to wrap up? Because we're like 45 minutes in. Okay, let's wrap up. Do you wanna, okay. like, is there more that you want to discuss about Yemen while we're on it? Um, we still have the way back. Okay, let's talk about the way back and then that would and be then- the end of that chapter. And then next week we can either have a guest or talk about maybe Ethiopia or your know, visit there. Or well, other we stuff. talk a lot about Yemen. Mm. Yeah, what's the, what was the comeback? Same street, same um, waterway. This time it's double the time. Uh, oh, first of all, I was trying actually, to get my ID. Let's 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 do a third episode about this because we have two, uh, three important things to talk about. The way back. We have to talk I about the Cinnabon. I think you need that password for this. Yeah, because what happened is you almost got stuck in Yemen because somebody mm. got killed. Yeah. And um, someone got killed and, you know, there. I was arguing, you know, I was talking to my cousin, Suhaila. So she's like, we don't want, we're so scared that she, can, she can't take this flight because, like, it's really dangerous to come back. And mm-hmm. you, ended, you actually took the risk and you came back mm-hmm. on time. This, that extend for a week. Yeah, but then you came back, mm-hmm. right? Around that same period where that person was cu- was killed and there was an intifada and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting to talk about. So we'll come back and we'll do part three of Mom Goes Back to Yemen. Any special word for our listeners? Thank you for listening. That's it. That's it? Mm-hmm. Anything for me? I love you, Ali. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you guys for listening. We'll come back with part three. Uh, if you have any questions specific to my mother's experience in Yemen or any general questions you have for both of us, please message me on Facebook special, or Instagram. Uh, uh, shout out to our special audience member, Amira Amujahid. Amujahid, uh, if you don't know what that means, <laughs> is it means the jihadist. Very good name for your kids. If you're thinking about, you know, you have a little baby girl and you think to yourself, what should I name her? I, I think, um, you know, if you're a white mother and you want to name her Lindsay, give her the middle name Al-Mujahid. I think that would be a nice spicy touch. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.